Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developer's podcast in fantabulous Chelsea, Manhattan. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. My co-host today, Dave Anderson. And our regular guest, Emmanuel Gennard. And today we'll be talking about leap terminal hack skills. I imagine Whoa. throughout our working career, we've had to deal with terminal on many occasions. And today we'll share some of our favorite key bindings and tools that we use to make our lives a little easier in the yeah. terminal. Yeah. Elite, elite is hacks or speak for elite for you non-hacksers out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like it. It's it's not really elite in any way because like <laughs> I mean there are a lot of things that people don't know about the terminal like even right. even small pieces of knowledge like I, I remember seeing an article recently how the most popular article on Stack Overflow is how do I quit Vim <laughs> like you you just get trapped in Vim by yes. like by Git or some other thing and then how do you get out We're gonna teach you how to get out. Yep. Amongst other things. That'll, that'll be the last thing we teach you. Until yes. then, you'll be trapped in it them. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's just colon Q, guys. Yeah. Just do that. Yes. Or if you want to get super elite hacker, <laughs> colon X will save and quit with one yeah. command. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, that is that is a knowledge bomb. And the one, <laughs> my, my, if I want to get out and like get me out right now, colon Q, bang. <laughs> that's no save i want out i don't know what the hell am i doing in here and i need to get out yeah q exclamation point also known as bang will get you right out and everything is under control yeah and hopefully production is still available for you online <laughs> because you didn't make any changes in that file <laughs> so that's a good start we just solved like half of all terminal questions <laughs> on stack overflow <laughs> so continue to listen please i would really appreciate for you to listen to the rest <laughs> of the you're out of vim yes <laughs> cool i know one of the things that i find very useful is the the ability to share your what's called like the dot files or your configuration across multiple computers because you have a particular setup at home and you want to share that with your particular setup at work and you oh, want that to kind of match. And I was just curious, how do you guys manage that aspect of your terminal life? Yeah, I, I've been meaning to do this for such a long time because I'm always like switching between computers for different clients or for work or having unfortunate hardware defects on new MacBook Pros from 2017. <laughs> God dang it. God dang it. Oh my God. Uh, so I, I had a period where I switched computers like four times in a month. And so I finally did did it, like just automated the setup. Nice. And I used this this thing called DotBot to Dot do bot. it. Really? Pray tell. Yeah. <laughs> so basically DotBot is just a simple set of shell scripts that you can extend to mm. manage your dot files in a separate place besides the home directory. So that makes it easy for you to commit it to GitHub. Mm -hmm. And also like it, it kind of has like a simple YAML based configuration language. So you don't have to edit all of the hidden files. Like the files don't need to be hidden. Dotbot will just take care of that for you. And it can also like move folders over and do all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's it's interesting because you can look at their documentation. They reference different people who have 
very thick configuration Ooh. and you can kind of go and it's like a it's, it's a book you can look and see what people are using and then see what you're missing out on like what you can look and see oh why are you using this option why, maybe mm. i should look at that and that's, try that out that's really interesting i have not set up any dot files you know what i i remember first being jealous of someone's terminal setup when i saw a farting goat as the terminal prompt. What? <laughs> as the so it's an emoji of the farting goat. Oh my god. And I was god. like, I want a farting goat. Oh, this was like <laughs> compound emoji of yeah. the goat with the with the, the, with the, the passing dash, wind. The with wind. the passing wind then, behind yeah. it, right? Yeah. I was like, that is fire. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's official. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> Or Yeah, I think there's some striders I've yeah. seen that like there's one particular that has like chess icons and I'm like, yeah. whoa, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, yes. that is pretty dope. And so I was like, oh, I want to do that. And then I found West Boss, who has several like online JavaScript like classes and tutorials and things like that. Oh, yeah. He offered like a free command line power user course. Uh-huh. Oh, and I got to learn what a PS1 was. I didn't know what that was, right? That Which is like the first prompt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then and how to set that up so that I can know like what branch I'm on and whether the branch is dirty so I can commit stuff or mm. there's stuff that I need to stage before I commit on it. To yeah. have my name and the project I'm on. All that really, I, stuff that I like, oh, this is like, why haven't I done this before? Because it just has all the information you need quickly without having to like, do PWD, which is like a print working directory yeah. to find out what's going on here. Yeah, I was pretty stubborn for a while. I was like, <laughs> I don't I don't need this. I, I know git status. I know president working directory. Like mm-hmm. I, I know all my commands. I don't I don't need any clutter. <laughs> <laughs> but then like I, I you know, when I was digging around the dot files a little more, I was like, Oh yeah, actually there's some really cool stuff out there. Like and you can do all kinds of crazy regex and colors yourself. Like you can get pretty hands-on with it and customize it pretty thoroughly or there's a lot of like off-the-shelf solutions too for for getting your github or your git status in the ps1 Mm, yeah and also learning about aliases Mm. that's the first place i really learned how to set up an alias and then do that and so now i can just instead of saying git status i put gst yeah that's <laughs> and good. i've saved that's years off my life yes. <laughs> yes right you you can keep those characters put them in the bank yes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah for uh, just going back to the the, the git ps1 thing like there, there's so many like stack overflow posts on different ways to do it like one of the one of the things i've seen people use a lot is like a helper command utility to to get that stuff like oh my git mm-hmm. is one that i've seen a couple of people use that's pretty nice like very very clean and some nice emojis in there no farting goats but oh man you're missing it needs out farting goats <laughs> need, more, need more farting goats bro <laughs> yeah yeah aliases I've, I've seen a lot of aliases as well like that's probably the second most or the you know one of the most common things that people it's can, it can be very personal too like idiosyncratic with the person like i use i think that are somewhat standard like i think gst for git status and gc or for git checkout Mm. are easy to remember but you know if you have someone who has like pwps to blah blah blah, and it's like oh this thing like ssh into this box and then and now i'm in production and you want to see production (laughs) (laughs) right yeah or like you know doing uh alias for bundle exact as be mm-hmm. i feel is 
pretty common. Mm. But then you can get even further and like, you know, bundle exec Rails server mm. port 3001 yes. something <laughs> <laughs> as an alias. And, you know, you're, you're saving those characters. They're in the bank. But, <laughs> but then when you when you actually go and you're pairing with someone on the same same computer, then it can be a little bit confusing to follow. Like it's it's a bit too much magic sometimes. I mean, I, I oftentimes if I have like those, I do have really like gnarly aliases that will help me and my life as <laughs> I work. Your life. But I do. That's like one of the things I have to like go over with with my pair. Yeah. Because I know it could be like very abstract. Like, what did you just do in three letters? <laughs> and it's like, oh, let's let me show you my list of aliases. And what I like to do oftentimes is if I have a pair, I try to have the aliases on both machines. Oh, yeah. So that the person is also aware of the aliases that exist across both machines. And we should definitely like, you know, tr- either try to match the same dot files like mm-hmm. and so that we both share the same configuration so that there's no like surprises mm-hmm. or we at least have the same aliases. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of in the same spirit of like sharing an editor editor configuration so that yeah. you know there's no surprises when you're moving from computer to computer. Right. Like sharing those those same aliases. Y- you know, this client I'm on right now in their onboarding this client gives you a machine and if someone walk you through, on, through onboarding, getting the dev environment set up, it comes with aliases, comes with Z shell, well not Z shell, like a dash profile about oh, nice. some things already oh. in there. Interesting. There's no farting goat prompt, but. Oh, uh, I think you need to <laughs> it, it, B-Y- BYO. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But they do have like the, the Git prompt that tells you what branch you're on and whether or not it needs to be, like you have changes on oh, there already. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool that they've they've standardized it to yeah. that degree because you you can spend a lot of time filling with that. Oh, hours, like, yeah. Which I'm oh. sure they're very happy to like not have you fiddle with. Yeah. All the time on, you save saving with the characters, you you really pay back in the time setting that up. Right. Yeah. There's 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 a pretty great. I mean, there's always a great XQCD for everything, <laughs> but there's there's definitely an XQCD for that as well. Yeah. I mean, like one of the aliases I've seen that has been very helpful. I imagine this exists at your client uh, most clients have more than one code base and sometimes you have to switch back and forth from each one mm-hmm. so and it's like like the algorithm i'm gonna say that i use is like if you want to change from one direct to that directory mm-hmm. it'll be cd and then like a two or three letter acronym of whatever mm-hmm. that project is mm-hmm. right so like if it's mm-hmm. if it's the back end version of the app it'll be cd be Mm-hmm. So change directory to the back end and that will, and then I'll make sure that that's across every machine so that we all know, all right, we got to make a change at the back end, CDBE, boom, and then you're there. Like that's okay. my personal favorite way of yeah. using aliases. Yeah, that's pretty useful. Because that especially is useful. Like often like on different computers, there's different folder structures and you yeah. may not know where it's going to be living. Yeah, exactly. Um, that is that is one my, thing. My guess. solution to that is normally to use I forget what this is the name of the, the utility, but I think it's just called jump. Yeah. So you can just do brew, brew install jump and then you just have a J command. Yeah. And it does a little fuzzy find on the directories that you've visited before. Recently. Using. Yeah. 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 So you can just do like J web and then that's that's your web, J core and that's their J API and that's your API, whatever. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. So you guys are... You guys use Bash as your 
so basic terminal. Yeah, user. I first I was using Bash until I did the command line power user course by Wes Bosch. Oh, you leveled you, up? Yes, I <laughs> oh. leveled up to Z Shell. Yeah. All oh, right. wait, I feel left out. I'm, yeah. I'm using Bash. Yes. <laughs> and I've heard of Fish Shell recently too, and yeah. I, which I heard is even like level another level up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah we should we should get Xander on here and know he's a big Fish <laughs> <yes>. Shell <laughs> proponent. Yeah. yeah, that's a, who I heard from Fishel about Xander <laughs> when I was with him at a client. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Z Shell and Fish are very similar, but I think like Fish has like more, like you're able to search through directories better. It's like the the way it's configured is very interesting, but I've never used Fish. I use Z Shell myself. But what about, what the, about Z Shell? Like? Yeah, I love I love Z Shell. I can talk about Z Shell yeah. all day. It's amazing. Everyone, who, everyone, everyone who's <laughs> listening, just stop what you're doing. And download Z Shell with the OhMyZSH plugin. Mm-hmm. You can Google OhMyZSH and it'll show you how to install that. It's the best. Like I, I find the two things that I really like about Z Shell. One is the ability to change directories without having to use CD is mm-hmm. like the best. So if I want to go three folders up, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Normally in Bash, you would have to do CD dot dot slash dot dot slash dot dot. Nobody got time for that. <laughs> so what, do, what I would do if I wanted to go back, I would just do dot dot would go back one folder, uh-huh. and I add an additional dot it would be the second folder, and one more dot will be the third folder. So I could do four dots, boom. Yeah. So uh-huh. you you just save. Let me see a dot and a slash, yeah. a dot and a slash. No, two dots and a slash. Two dots and a slash. Wait, no, because you still have to say add one dot that you're going back, right? So yeah. two dots up. You would have had a, two dots and a slash up for yeah for yeah. the other one, right? It's, so you, it's, it's pretty a, much a third of a third of the characters. A third of the characters, yeah. 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 I mean, in in the bank, exactly. In the bank, <laughs> the right? other the other the other commander. Use them in the use them for some nice. Another <laughs> right. use case. Put your that, th- kids through college. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, we've told them dots that I say. <laughs> Another use case that I really like is oftentimes I find myself. I'm going to sound like a murderer, but I find myself killing things, right? Like when your application hangs in node and you need to kill it like completely. It could be very annoying because you would have to do like PS-A to see the PID. Then you have to do kill-9 and then put the PID in of whatever you want. Suppose you know that the application you need to kill is a node server that's hanging somewhere. You can literally do kill dash nine, type node and press tab, and it'll sift through all your PS dash A's that have the word node on it, and then you just select them. You just select that very one, boom. So you don't have to look at the P it cuts the process of you having to find that PID to mm-hmm. then use it to kill by just searching for node. So like if you want to kill a Ruby app, you would do kill Ruby tab and then it'll mm-hmm. show you all the tabs that are open in Ruby, and then you can just go, I want that one dead, that one dead, that one dead. That one, that. Like, so you, you just use the mouse to interact with that? Well, no, or? you use the tab. You just use oh, the tab. Oh, Yeah, okay. so you could do... you And the tabbing feature for Z-Shell oh. is pretty nice, too. So it's just very good autocomplete. Yes. Yeah, the, the autocomplete is amazing. I think if you have to autocomplete between two files and a, if you're going to, like, a directory that has, like... You know, it could start with ST. Let's say you're going to go to the stride folder. If you do STR and that's the only file that has stride, it'll use that one. But if you had like stride and string, it'll load both of them and then you could tap to the one you want, press enter, and then continue on typing the 
directory you want to go to. Oh my ZSH comes with all the pretty colors and GitHub and all that other stuff. So you know which one you're when you're in master and when your files are dirty and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So Z Shell is amazing. I wow. thoroughly love it. And it has all the commands as bash. So if you feel like you know all your bash commands, you can still do them and mm-hmm. it won't break as hard. One of the downfalls is that a lot of the a lot of scripts that I've run into at the clients that I've been on will fail miserably on Z Shell. So I have to like swap to Bash, run any of those scripts that I need to do, and then like switch to Z Shell if necessary. Oh, that's interesting. So it's not, it, not it, fully it, compatible? Are, are the scripts because they're, they were like the hashtag bang is like user bin Bash or user bin like? Yeah, I think it might have been the fact that it was user bin Bash, which is not like the Z Shell would have his own. Yeah. Is a user thing, so then it's like oh, okay, well, and you just type bash. It's like really easy to jump in and out of bash and right. Z Shell, which is nice too. You can still keep all your configurations the same, and if someone's very picky about their bash, you just be like I right, bet we're just gonna use bash today and just type the word bash. Boom, you're back in the bash shell, and you can go about your merry way. I'm not to worry about. It's <laughs> great. Forget about it. That's cool. Z Shell for everyone. Cool, man. Emilio, do you use anything different in Z Shell? You know what I'm bad at configuring that stuff i didn't finish the command line power user by west boss <laughs> once i got like, like the pretty stuff up i kind of stopped like oh i can see this and i have like a farting goat so i don't really care <laughs> um, <laughs> you just stopped at the farting goat that's awesome <laughs> yeah and so for instance i remember spending a like a good afternoon trying to figure out how to maybe have like like set up a bunch of aliases for git and maybe for a couple of other things but uh-huh. like after once i got that set up i like stopped so i i, right. I went through like getting get aliases so i wouldn't have to type get and then mm-hmm. like i didn't know about the kill ninth the kill stuff that bobby just talked about because that was that's really cool like mm. that's say it will save a bunch of time you know trying to find what to kill when you know something's hanging somewhere right i mean i think i think there are other use cases to find like the pid of an app that you're using but killing things is what i normally use it for <laughs> that's that's the only reason I ever need a PID anyway. Though. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I think you could use it to monitor certain aspects of the application or know uh, the thread that it's on. I'm not getting I that crazy. Care, yeah. yeah, I'm all about I'm all about killing things when it's hanging <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point though. Like it's really about productivity. So, yeah. like if if you are getting your job done, then you don't need to go any deeper, but it is just fun to like you know, dig in every now and then be like, yeah, you can go what? really deep. There is a book about the terminal you could find online. I wish I, I could remember the name, but it is like a, a book that teaches you like all about the terminal and the pitch that the author gives is that this will make you a lot more productive. And I don't know, terminal is not my bottleneck in productivity. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's not, it's not my bottleneck in productivity. It is like, Oh, what should we build? And yeah, <laughs> should right. we build this at all? <laughs> the collaboration aspects, yeah. the human aspects. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really good if you're like a uh, infrastructure engineer who has to SSH into a machine. And then you know that the, like the machine that you're SSHing into is a bash machine. You want to mm-hmm. be very effective in that. I find myself getting, bit all the time when i have to ssh into a machine and i have to do some vim mm-hmm. and and then i have to like i know how to i know how to leave vim that that's right <laughs> but like everything else in terms of vim can be really difficult and i'm like oh what am i doing i have to hold right so i could get to the end of the line when i can press a key i imagine that sends me all the way to the end of the line that yeah. kind of thing but a, like knowing capital a yeah there you go capital a <laughs> normal mode. there you go uh, capital a will get me there but like 
anywhere else, if I'm SSHing into a machine, the like the bash commands that I do know to kill and whatnot are pretty helpful. Unfortunately, you know, I can't SSH into a machine and know confidently that it will be Z shell waiting for me. So I've got to get used to the idea that I have to use bash right. everywhere else in the world. But in my own machine, I have Z shell and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Or you get the dot files and you just pull your dot files down. It's every production machine <laughs> it's and every, every client machine. that I'm on. Exactly. Just aggressively. Yeah. Everyone's dot using files. my configuration exactly. from that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's good stuff. That's the ultimate hack. Exactly. The <laughs> yeah. ultimate lead terminal hack skills at this time that you leave this podcast. Just install your DAF files on every machine that you touch. <laughs> yes. It's yours now. <laughs> it's, it's yours yeah. now. Cool. I hope that people have learned how to escape Vim and found some really interesting shell commands or shell applications that they can install on their machine and fiddle around with and then create dot files so they can spread it across all the <laughs> computers that he or she may touch in yeah. their in their workplace. Yeah, I definitely learned some things. Oh, yeah. Do you have any teach and learns that we want to talk about? I would recommend going through the command line power user by Wes Boss, maybe <laughs> the, the whole thing. thing. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah. if you want to, I don't know. <laughs> Until you're like, I've got my furring go, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but nice. otherwise, yeah. Yeah. So I've been working a little bit more with GraphQL, which is pretty fun. It's like a query language to, you know, get data out of your APIs pretty easily in one go. And one of the cool things about GraphQL is that it actually is typed and you actually can generate a schema file out of that. Right. So for the client that you may use with, with GraphQL, you can get that type information into your client, which is cool. So you can have some type checking there if you, if you would like to. But then also for testing, you can mock the API very easily. Because basically your schema file is a instruction set for your mock library, like Apollo's GraphQL tools, like has, has a pretty nice thing that will load up the schema and then just give you back data that looks like your schema when you query it in your test. And yeah, so I'm digging into that a little bit more and kind of enjoying that. Nice. That sounds cool. I hope to hear some of the things you teach individuals about GraphQL in later episodes. Yeah, sure. Awesome. That about wraps up the episode. I'd like to thank my co-host, Dave. Always always good having you here. Yeah, sometimes. And our regular guest, Emmanuel. Always, always a pleasure, man. Always. It's always a pleasure. Farting uh, goats. Oh, yeah. Farting <laughs> goats. Yeah. Feel free to hit us up with your favorite icons in your bash or Z shell <laughs> commands, including the farting goat, at twitter.com slash radio free rabbit. This is the rabbit hole. We'll see you next time. <laughs>